Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Smith. No matter what goal you're working towards, I hope to show you that chasing health does not have to be a difficult or scary ordeal. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things related to becoming a best version of yourself, whether that's through nutrition, fitness, mindset, or What's life up, topics guys? in Welcome general. back to another We've episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. Right. Let's not waste Glad any to have more you back time today. To dive On right today's into the episode, I wanted to bring you a super tactical episode that you can walk away with a lot of new different ideas and ways to improve your meal prep. Now, before you wrinkle up your nose I, at the thought of meal prep, hear me out. You know, if that was your reaction, it's probably because you're thinking on the extreme side of meal prep scenario. You're probably imagining like four to five, six hours in the kitchen, hundreds of containers spread out all through every, all, your, all your counters, filling up the fridge with enough food to feed an army, right? And yes, that is one form of meal prep. But meal prep doesn't have to be complex. In fact, for most of you, it shouldn't be. Remember, complexity fails us often. So keep it simple. So we're going to be talking about the different levels of meal prep. And then we'll dive into some tips to help make your meal prep more efficient and easier. So let's start out with the most complex way and work our way down. As I already mentioned in the extreme scenario, for some, they may find this effective and, you know, it helps keep, keep them on track with their goals. You know, especially for someone who maybe you have more, you know, strict goals, you know, maybe you're trying to step on a bodybuilding show or bikini competition and things like that. Okay, maybe you do want to spend a few hours in the kitchen prepping for an entire week's worth of meals. The benefit here is now you have an entire week's worth of food and you don't have to even think about worrying about cooking throughout the week. You just have to heat the food up. The downside is you're going to have to take up more of your time. And if you don't plan for a lot of variety, it may seem to get a little bit boring throughout the week eating the same thing. And if that's something that bothers you, maybe this isn't the best idea. A step down from this, but somewhat similar to the first version I mentioned, was the meal prep, but in smaller amounts, two to three times a week. Again, this could be a little time consuming depending on how much time you put into it but it could allow for a little more variety and flexibility, which helps you stick to your goals. Another way you can look at this is a few meals of your week make extra in order to have leftovers. Now, I know some of you are against leftovers and that's not your thing. So if that's not something you like to do, then maybe you need to find something else. But it does make it a lot easier because you're already cooking dinner and making something. So why not add in an extra two to three portions to have over the next couple of days, right? All right, on to the next. So when you think about what takes you the longest to cook, wouldn't you agree that most of the time it's the protein or the, the meat source of their meal? For that reason, this is why I this is the form of meal prep that I do. Two to three times a week, I make one to two sources of protein. Whether it's grilled chicken, air fried chicken, a pork tenderloin, salmon, you know, maybe on the weekends we'll smoke a Boston butt, whatever it may be, you know, we'll make up a couple of sources of the protein and then store them in an airtight container in the fridge. I jokingly like to call it the protein box. <laughs> and then when it's time to eat, I heat up the source of protein that I want, make something on the side. A lot of times it's like a bag of frozen vegetables, you know, that I can just pop in the microwave and they steam in the bag. I find that to be the easiest way. And I can change up the spices or, you know, use a different sauce or something on the meat afterwards to change up the flavor profile and not get bored of the same meat source. Another form of meal prep is to prep all of your foods ahead of time at once, but you're going to cook each meal each day. With this method, you're chopping up the vegetables, making the sauces, pulling your meat out of the fridge or freezer to thaw, making things to go ahead of time, like maybe the marinade or something like that, but you're not actually doing any cooking until the day of. But you're saving a ton of time each night by already having everything ready to go. Everything's already chopped up and just ready just to cook. This is great for those of you who don't like leftovers or if you're feeling overwhelmed by prepping a ton of food all at once. 
And lastly, one of the easiest things you can do is buy from a meal prep service, either somewhere local or maybe you'll have, you know, there's a couple companies that ship all across the U.S. And depending on cost, this could be a great option for some of you. Some people don't mind paying for convenience, which is, I think it's great. You know, years ago, we didn't have this luxury. Or if you did, it was pretty much just getting the pre-made up meals that are more like TV dinners that you buy from the store. Now you can buy some really good tasting fresh foods that are already done for you. This method is also great for those people who like having, you know, like the idea of having a meal prep freezer meals ready to go, but you don't like being this stuck in the kitchen or, you know, maybe you don't have, maybe you have zero time to dedicate to being in the kitchen. All right, so now that we have some different levels of meal prep, and I'm sure there's some other forms, but these are the most common ones that I see and hear of. Now let's dive into 10 meal prep tips that can help you with your next meal prep. Number one, keep a backlog of the recipes that you enjoy. Guys, I'm a firm believer that, you know, sure, we can have flexibility in our diet, but it's also important to maintain some sort of consistency, right? You know, again, the more complex you make this, the harder it's gonna be overall. With that said, I believe you should have 15 to 20 recipes that are your go-to recipes that you make most often. That way, it takes a lot of the time, for, you know, you're spending hours on end trying to figure out the next great recipe online, you know, scrolling through Pinterest or Instagram or TikTok recipes, whatever it may be nowadays that people find the recipes. Number two, make a plan for your week. And I'm not saying you have to have every single thing written out word for word, every single morsel that you're going to be putting in your mouth throughout the week, but having some sort of idea of what your meals are going to be throughout the week will help you prepare a grocery list for when you go shopping the next week and take out the decision fatigue throughout the week. I'm sure we've all been there. You know, you get home from work or school or whatever it may be, and you're super tired and don't know what to make for dinner. So you end up just grabbing a pizza or swinging through the drive-thru, right? We fail at a plan. We plan to fail. Number three, invest in some kitchen gadgets to speed up the process. Whether it's a hard-boiled egg maker, a blender, a mandolin, slow cooker, food processor, air fryer, whatever it may be, these investments will go a long way in making your meal prep a lot easier and quicker. Number four, get the right containers. I personally recommend and I like spending just a little bit more on the glass prep containers because these don't stain and they don't hold odors. I also like the ones that have the snap-on lids. That way, you don't have to worry about things spilling so easily. Especially if you're someone who takes these things like in a lunch bag to work, they will be really helpful. Number five, don't be afraid of frozen foods. A lot of times it's actually the cheaper alternative and it's just as nutritious, if not more. Guys, a lot of times these vegetables are picked at the perfect peak of ripeness and flash frozen. That way when you're heating them up at home, you're getting that max nutritious value. I mean, think about it. It's something that if you're buying something from the store that it seems ripe, it had to be picked a lot sooner before that so it would be ripe by the time it made it all the way to the store. Again, going back to my frozen steamer bag of vegetables that I buy, these things are a lifesaver when I get really busy and, and I still want vegetables with my meal. Number six, don't be afraid to spice up your foods. And when I say spice, I'm not talking about like hot, spicy, you know, like, you know, burn your mouth kind of thing. You know, of course, that's, if that's your thing, go for it. But darn, add some flavor. You know, these... You know, the people that say that they get tired of chicken breasts or things like that, one, you're probably cooking it wrong, so it's drier than sandpaper, or you're not adding any flavor to it. It's too bland. You know, it's funny, you know, my mom taught me a lot about like how I cook, and I, I love one thing that always sticks with me when I cook now is she always told me, if you can't see it, you can't taste it. So load up on all the seasonings to make your food taste good. Number seven incorporate convenience. Again, this may be a little bit less cost-effective at times, but if you would rather focus on saving time, 
buy the pre-cut up foods, buy the pre-made up sauces, dressings, marinades, whatever it may be that will speed up this entire process. Number eight, multitask. This is the key to a successful meal prep, guys. Utilize multiple cooking methods and equipment to accomplish them simultaneously. Have something roasting or baking in the oven. Have something on the stovetop that doesn't require much hands-on maintenance. That way you can be over, you know, on the counter cutting up things, assembling things, you know, preparing things that are non-cooked items like salads while the rest is all cooking. You can also be utilizing things like the Instant Pot, Slow Cooker, Countertop Oven, Air Fryer, whatever it may be. Put them all to work at the same time. You know, don't blow a breaker in the house, but <laughs> um, and actually a funny little quick side story. Back when I was um, traveling or seeing for a little bit of time, I know I'm going like total like this is my squirrel brain. Just bear with me for a moment. I was um, I was traveling or seeing at the time and I was living in Colorado and I was living in a little Airbnb. It was a downstairs. I lived below somebody renting out their basement, basically. And I was so frustrated because I could not have like more than two appliances running at the same time or I would blow the breaker. Thankfully, the breaker was downstairs um, where I could get to it, so I didn't have to like call her every time I blew the breaker. But it was such a pain. Like, yeah, I was like, I all I wanted to be able to do was I had a little hot plate that she had for me because I didn't have an oven while I was there. I had a hot plate, an air fryer, and a microwave. And then maybe one out of five times I could get away with running all three at once, as long as I didn't have things like turned up to the max and or going for long periods of time. But most of the time, I would cut on two of them and then cut on the third and then like within like a minute or two pop the whole breaker would blow and then I'd have to like go flip it real quick and then like you know get everything going again and such a pain but anyways don't do what I did with that side of things <laughs> um but back to what I was saying though guys like use as many things as you can though to make the most of your time number nine don't overcomplicate it and start small guys if you've never done any type of meal prep before it, this may seem a little bit daunting and, you know, to make seven days worth of meals all at once, start small, build up your confidence and create new habits that are going to be sustainable. Heck, even just planning out one to two meals a week or maybe a couple of snack things here and there. Well, it's a great place to start. And lastly, number 10, be sure to include all your food groups. Make sure you're having some fruits, some vegetables, whole grains, protein sources, healthy fats, a few carb sources that are all spread throughout your week. You know, after you get all your meals planned out for the week or like at least written down, like I mentioned earlier, look back over them and make sure you've covered all your bases. All right, guys. Well, that's all the tips I have for today. I hope you found this podcast helpful and we're leaving with a few extra tips to keep in mind for the next time you prep your meals. And also, again, guys, if you found this helpful, I'd love for you to share this with your friends, take a screenshot of this podcast, throw it up on your stories, tag me. That way I can reshare it and say thank you. I love seeing that you guys really, really do appreciate that. Also, if you have not heard, Chasing Health just hired its first assistant coach, Abigail. We are so glad to have her on the team. I'm actually bringing her onto the podcast next week so you guys can learn a little bit more about her and learn how she's going to be helping you reach your goals. Also, just a little sneak peek for those of you who listen to the podcast because, you know, I, I love you guys so, so, so much. I have a big announcement coming up soon inside of the Facebook group. So if you are not in the Facebook group, be sure to click on the link down in the show notes to join the group. Get in there because I have some really exciting news coming very, very soon. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week. Have a good weekend, and I will talk to you soon. Peace. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Chasing Health Podcast. I greatly appreciate you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can help me by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps me become more visible to others. 
Also, share this episode with friends or family and take a screenshot of the episode and upload it to your stories. Be sure to tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have any questions or feedback about something covered on the show, you're always welcome to send me a message. You can find me on Instagram at changing underscore chase. Have a great day, guys. And remember, you matter.